Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ten drafted rookies, a host of undrafted free agents, other guys on tryouts of getting stories that they will tell the rest of their lives, probably, for that weekend. They were wearing the big helmet with the C on the side. What was uh, overall the right way to view what happened at House Hall over the weekend? And, you know, I guess we'll talk about on this podcast moving forward kind of what stood out and, and what uh, certain guys showed in their first glimpse as a Chicago Bear. Yeah, we got a pair of 62-player practices to watch in a, a early May weekend out in Lake Forest. You know as well as I do that there's probably 12 to 13 of those guys who ultimately matter in the big picture uh, for the Chicago Bears. But I think uh, th- there's two things that I kind of um, think about as the weekend comes to a close. Number one, it's the start of a very important phase for a team that's had so much roster turnover, right? And this is the infusion of new talent that came through the draft that we got to see this weekend on the practice fields at Hallis Hall. Next week... Tuesday, OTAs begin, and so we'll blend the rookies with the veterans, and we'll get our first look at what this team looks like when they're all together on the field, and we're going to be familiarizing ourselves with new jersey numbers, new faces, new talent, and seeing how everybody fits. But I think when it relates to the rookies, David, it's a, a good opportunity to just lay eyes on these guys and see what it looks like. For me, obviously, you're looking at Darnell Wright first. You know, you find the 58 jersey, you see what 6'5", 335 looks like in person. You see the combination of size, strength, agility, all the things that the Bears raved about. And you go, yeah, that guy looks like a, you know, seven to eight year starting offensive tackle in the NFL. And you feel good about that. You take a look at how fast Tyler Scott runs and you go, okay, it wasn't just a myth. That track speed is real. You take little, little inventory glimpses at things like that. And then at the end of the weekend, you realize that it's early May and you really just kind of have to keep everything in perspective as we try to figure out that the road that this team is on. I know it's a really simple, dumb question, but it's kind of one of the things that serves the purpose of these camps is, did anybody look out of shape? Did anybody <laughs> look terribly winded going through? And, and, and I know the answer is probably no, these guys stay in shape. But I do think sometimes when you get somebody in front of you and you see them you know, going through the drill, you've learned a couple of things that are all intangibles. I think all this weekend was about was intangibles. Is this a front of the line guy during drills? Is this a guy that's going to view practice as you know a necessary evil or or the opportunity to get better did, did did any of those practice traits or habits emerge as something that would be significant nothing notable but it is worth bringing up because i do remember uh, i may have been, i think it was rookie camp when eddie goldman was a, a rookie it was either a rookie camp or or the first otas but i'm pretty sure it was rookie camp where he had to leave the first practice early he was dehydrated and wasn't uh, feeling well and had to leave and you go okay not the greatest first impression obviously Eddie overcame that and became a, a key piece in a defense that was the best in the league the last time that they were a championship team in this city but nothing nothing jumped out 
on that end. I think, you know, the other part of it for us um, in the media is it's a chance to talk to a lot of people. So you talk to all the draft picks, you talk to the coordinators for the first time since the Bears made all these moves across the depth chart. You talk to the position coaches for the first time, you get Matt Eberflus again. And so you start to get a little bit uh, better handling on the visions that these coaches have um, for things coming together with their particular unit, how they're going to come together with the, with this team. And you understand, uh, you know, David, in my opinion, the Bears have, have put a lot of chips on the table of traits. You know, we talked last week, big, long, fast, and now they want to take a coaching staff that they believe in and take a lot of guys with traits and turn them into something maybe more than they've ever been. It's going to be a pretty big challenge, and it's something that will obviously chronicle every step of the way. And just communicating uh, via text or otherwise with, with a couple of football people who were actually there this weekend, again, which we were talking about is very, you got to keep that in mind. It's, it don't overreact. But a couple of things I wanted to at least mention. Number one, how fluid Darnell Wright looked for how big of a man that he is. And somebody who's, whether he's 330 or 340 or 325, maybe depends on what time of day he's weighed. But he did look like somebody who is going to be scheme specific and fluid enough to do the kinds of things in this zone blocking scheme you want him to do. And it really was impressive for a big guy to be that uh, athletic. The other thing I thought was interesting was um, it was pointed out to me just how fi- uh, the, the, the stature of Tyreek Stevenson at, at yeah. cornerback, the guy who. You know, you see on tape and he looks really good, but you wonder about sometimes the things you see on tape. But in person, he kind of looked the part as an NFL cornerback. Like, that's the beauty of these rookie minicamps. Sometimes the purpose is seeing exactly what you've got when you draft them. And and Tyreek Stevenson, you could have seen uh, easily, not easily, but kind of being a day one starter, week one yeah. starter on the outside as Kyler Gordon moves inside. And the last thing is I, I bring this up for amusement. And I think it was for my own benefit because the person knew what I was kind of looking for. Uh, Tyson Bates <laughs> the ball pretty well um, for a small school quarterback looked like a guy that, that at least had some skills and it was easy to understand how he would succeed at division two level, not necessarily makes him an NFL quarterback, but looks like a guy who, could at least earn a living holding a clipboard or learning a system and and did not look overwhelmed necessarily. Nobody has been pushing uh, the the urge for QB4 like David Haw and the right. Take the North podcast. So, right. yes, you did have a, a Division II quarterback throwing passes at a camp because they needed a Division II uh, quarterback to throw passes at a rookie camp. I don't know how long Tyson Badgett's stay is going to be in Lake Forest. Um, we'll see a lot more when he's throwing against professional football players and not just rookie minicamp tryout players uh, a week from now, if he's given that opportunity and we'll, we'll see how long it goes on that end. But look, there's, there's always intriguing stories and it's so hard because a lot of these guys, as you mentioned, aren't here for very long, you know, 62 of them uh, were here over the weekend. You know, some of them are, are, are draft picks that are obviously going to be a part of this team. Uh, they signed three guys on, on Monday uh, to, to, to contracts. And, and so, um, you know, you, you try to make the most of your window opportunity and see where it goes. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start putting any sort of uh, watch on, on Justin Fields' job security just yet based I'm on not, what Tyson Patient did. I'm <laughs> not. I'm just appreciating the success <laughs> level because this guy's now got a yeah. story for the rest of his life, you yeah. know? He yeah. In a Bears uniform, whatever that means. He was at an NFL camp. Maybe you know, he'll make a training camp, and, and, yeah. and, we'll, and he'll have more of a story, right? And those, those are the fun ones, right, when they're here for a few months, and now you get to, to draw it out as long as possible. So the among the news on, on Monday was that the Bears did sign a couple of the undrafted free agents. One was the defensive pass rusher from Houston, 
was it uh, DeAnthony Thomas? Is that uh, see? This I, is how this is where we're at right now in the offseason because I don't even have the name in front of me. I'm going to pull it up as we talk. I, I'm um, going to figure. But, but I just wonder, guys like that are the kinds of finds that exist on these kinds of weekends, and you can find. You know, late round project. Anthony Jones. Anthony Jones. And Anthony then they signed Jones. an offensive lineman, Josh Lug, a defensive okay. back, Braylon Trahan, and then a, a veteran tight end, uh, Stephen Carlson, who who had spent three years in the league previously, was able to be out there, uh, and you know is at least going to add to that room in the in the short term in the spring. So not a whole lot of impact kind of things, but uh, fun depth pieces. And we will look back. I mean, a year ago at this time, I'm not quite sure anybody anticipated Jack Sanborn to be a guy that would be right. a, a mid-season sensation and have a nice little run there as he did. And now he's uh, in a position to go into training camp as as a starter. He'll be challenged. Noah Sewell will be somebody, I think, that gives him a run for his playing time uh, in the base defense. But these are the kinds of stories that when you are a 3-14 and 14 football team, you've got room on that depth chart and you've got opportunity galore. Yeah, I do think that this coaching staff is uh, really eager to see competition heighten in 2023 and they feel like in, in several rooms they've got an opportunity to make guys that are worthy fight for their roles and that's when uh, uh you know a bad football team gets better and when a better football team gets good and then eventually a good football team becomes a championship contender when you have that level of depth and competition where every day has that urgency and that edge to it and that fight to it and so it's going to be interesting to watch that play out uh, in the weeks to come again, like OTAs are just around the corner here. And I know the bears are going to have a lot of time to kind of figure out what pieces fit where, but that competition level, I think will be notable early and it will be early, uh, notable often. 